Hey everybody, welcome to Real Talk with Mrs. Anderson. You are tuning in to my first podcast. I'm super excited about that. Um, on today's topic, we are going to be going over overcoming abuse. Um, and abuse meaning um, being physically abused as far as like sexual abuse. Um, I wanted to kind of just go over um, my experience and I wanted to touch on some things that I worked on that kind of helped me with over with attempting to overcome those um, those those feelings that I had that was de- buried deep down. So for instance, um, <laughs> I was... Um, Roughly around the age of nine, seven or nine, it's between seven, the ages of seven to nine. And um, I can't particularly tell you how old the family member was at the time that this was going on, but it happened definitely several times. Um, one of the things that I noticed was that um, I did not know wrong that what he was doing was wrong. And I know that a lot of people say that, um, but honestly being that age you don't know when someone is doing something wrong to you um so i noticed that one of the things that i made sure that i did was i went ahead and i journaled a lot i I am someone that um sings a lot so when i was singing i wouldn't like like to jot down little songs and i would write a lot of poetry and sometimes i would keep a little diary um where i would jot out jot down what my thoughts were um i continue to do this over the course of years um fast fast forward fast forward um i ended up my uh family member ended up passing away and um even to that day i remember vividly having a dream where he came into my dream and um, this was the night that he had passed away. I don't tell a lot of people about this situation because, of course, who's going to believe me? Um, but I vividly remember him coming into my dream. He was dressed in all white tux um, or all white suit. And the only thing in that dream he said was sorry. And that was the end of the dream. And then I remember my mom waking me and my sister up and she was saying that um, he had passed away. Now, fast forward to um, the funeral, I was, you know, I was, I was hurt. Um, Of course, I still thought about that dream um, that he had came in my dream, but I didn't know that, that if that was something that I just dreamed about, or if that's something that really just genuinely happened. Um, But I remember being extremely sad about it, um, more so because I didn't get my closure that I felt that I needed. Um, I didn't physically see him in person and hear him say, I am sorry. Um, So I carried a lot of hurt. I carried a lot of hurt into the years. I felt like no one protected me. I um, I felt like no one was there for me. So in return, I ended up just being one of those people that, um, turn to violence like I was one of those people that say okay I'm gonna hurt you before you hurt me and I carried that on out throughout my high school years like 
I was, even though I was, you know, singing, I was still writing, I was still doing my journaling, I was still writing my poetry, I was still getting out those feelings that I had, it was still something that stood in the back of my mind where it was like, um, I want to be able to hurt hurt someone else before that person has the opportunity to hurt me because no one is going to be there to protect me. And that was one of the things that I noticed that when I talked to a lot of people about, um, they said that that is one of the things that they think about all of the time when they were growing up is that no one was there to protect them. And that way um, they ended up feeling like they had to protect themselves. Um, I took this this. I took this feeling well into my adult years and um, I never did get counseling for it. I never did. Um, I didn't do too much of anything about it. Like I've, the only reason why anyone even found out about what took place was because my dad actually was going through my journal and he seen um, the entry that I had wrote about it. And it had to be maybe some months prior to that I had wrote down in that journal about that situation because it was still eating, it was still eating me up inside. So uh, fast forward um, into my adult years, I was extremely violent. Like in high school, I was violent. I got suspended a lot. I got kicked out of the different schools. I've transferred a lot. It was to the point where my behavior was, was out of control and no one really understood the reason why because I really didn't go too much into too much detail about the reason why I was acting the way that I was acting. And honestly, deep down, I didn't even really think anybody really cared. Um which is, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate. So well into my early 20s, like it was to the point where I had, I've already had my, my youngest son. I was pregnant with, not my youngest, but my oldest son. I was pregnant with my second son. And at that point, I had to make a decision on if I wanted to continue this behavior and allow them to see the things that I was doing, which was being consistently violent. Um, I would be in the position where I would be pulling people out of cars from road rage. I would, um, if you looked at me the wrong way, it was a problem. Um, I was literally just being a big bully as an adult. And it came to the decision on if I wanted my kids to see me act that way and for them to carry out those same behaviors. So I, you know, I was able to luckily um, talk to my husband about a lot of the stuff that I was that I had going on mentally. Um, And honestly, it really did help me a lot. And I'm very thankful for that. But a lot of the times we don't realize that we do need to go and see someone up as far as a, someone that's a professional, um, someone that's able to help you overcome all of the things that you're thinking, all of the feelings that you're internalizing. And when you're able to do those things, it's uh, you you pretty much get like a, a sign of relief. Um, it's like a burden is lifted off of your chest. And um, I didn't really get that until I was able to learn how to not only forgive my friends family member for the things that he, that he did to me, but I was able to forgive myself for holding all of that hatred in my heart. Um, so those are some of the things that I, I did personally. I, I'm not a professional. Um, I did not go and, and seek professional help. Um, however, I do think that even, even after the fact that I've come to terms with the things that I went through, um, I still feel like professional help is needed because at some point when it comes to my family aspect of it, I really still kind of slightly hold grudges against them because I felt like 
they knew what was going on and no one protected me. Um, I never got an apology. Um, and the only thing that I received from my family was they completely cut me off as a child. Um, and they may not see it that way, but when everything came to the light about what took place with me, my family completely cut me off. And, um, and until this day, it still hurts. My, my family doesn't reach out to say happy birthday. They don't even reach out to my to my kids to, you know, wish them a happy birthday. No one no one calls to really check on my kids except for maybe one or two family members. And the, to come from a big family and only to have a couple of people reach out to you to to wish you a happy birthday or to, to you know to check in on your kids. That's that's really like a slap in the face. So just coming from a point where. Um, I just don't think that they realized the damage that they also played a part um, in, in, in not being able to come and say, hey, I'm sorry that you went through that as a child. Um, that really bothers me. And I think that the, at that point is where I actually need to see to seek professional help to get those feelings out. Um, I think that those are some things that I definitely would suggest is, is if you're in a situation where you feel as if you can't talk to someone or you can't talk to your family members, that it's important enough that you reach out to someone that is more, um, more trained on how to overcome those things. But um, that's, we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this episode about, you know, pretty much overcoming, overcoming abuse. Um, in ways that you can try to figure out a way to make it where you're able to overcome it and where it, where it is not affecting your life and your everyday life. Because I kid you not, those things, um, going through those situations definitely affect your life, whether you realize it or not. It could be, it could affect your life um, as far as friendship wise. It could affect your life. Even if you're, you know, you know, you're um, married, it could affect your sexual life. It, there's so many things that's tied to this thing that if you don't get help for it, it's going to continue to manifest more problems. So I definitely suggest that, you know, you reach out to your local um, your local therapist and just have a conversation, have someone that can talk that you can talk to um, that will help you get through those things. But this is Karen Anderson. Again, this is Real Talk With Me. I do look forward to tuning into the next podcast. And thank you so much for listening.